Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, today is the day of the the giant match of the giant match. You versus me? No, it's the great match today. The score down. Canon versus Nikon? The the score down match, yeah. Sony versus Panasonic. Yeah, no, no, today's the day where everybody gets together for the not super, not bowl. Because you can't say those words in conjunction. Oh, bowl of nachos. Yeah, yeah, so um, we're going to watch the people take the whack bat, hit the pine cone uh, after the guy lit it on fire, yeah. And then they'll see how many score downs they can get. Before uh, they pass the pine cone back and forth between the bases. That's where a patriot gets rammed? Is that... I can only hope so. (laughs) Oh, I think what you're alluding to, Stephen, is the super... You're 100% not allowed to say that. We can get fined for that. I'm going to have to go back and edit that out. You're going to be like, it's the... And it's going to be like... Why would you do that to us, Dustin? Is that like copyrighted? Yeah. Trademarked? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me no news outlet or organization can say the word bowl of super? That is correct. <laughs> you didn't know this? No. Yeah. I feel like that's public speak. Those are two common words. That's a trademark. <laughs> I'm having a super bowl of soup. That's a trademark, doesn't That's a trademark. So I can't say, oh man, Stephen, this is a super Ah, of taco soup. Why are you doing this to me? Why the hell are you doing this to me? This is the big game. Everybody's tuned in to watch the big game. And here's the thing. It's halftime now. They've got it muted. No, no, no. It doesn't. It's halftime. And they don't want to watch Maroon 5 because, I mean, who does? Am I right? Am I right? Oh, Adam. Who Adam Who's Adam Levine anyway? I'm totally going to watch Maroon 5. Um, But... They don't want to watch Maroon 5, so they've uh, got the halftime show on mute, and they're tuned in to Wedding Federal Hangover, proselytizing all their friends, you know, evangelizing out there for us, saying, gather around, all my good, good f- score down fans. We are in the middle of this champ champ plate. We're going to uh, listen to this uh, cool thing. Yeah. Can we, can we not even say championship? No, I don't think so. I, th- I feel like it's all off limits. Um, yeah, it's, uh, they're playing not soccer today and they're passing around a calfskin, I believe is what we're legally allowed to call it. Hopefully Mm -hmm. fully inflated. (laughs) It's a good one, Dustin. It's not going to be Dustin. (laughs) We got some follow up this week. Follow it up. Captain Pike. Dustin, you want to read this one? Uh, no, you you go ahead and start us off. I'll read the, uh, the, the bit after. Captain Pike. Stephen Pike says, Guys, I feel I owe you a little update. I did offer the date to the second couple, and they booked. This is follow-up on uh, something we talked about previously where Stephen Pike had two, two people contact him for a wedding. Yeah, on and the we, same day. We gave him we gave him very solid mm-hmm. advice. Maybe 
maybe the best advice we've ever given. The best advice. And so he did offer the date to the second couple, and the second couple booked. Then, as happened to you, Dustin underscore McKibben, the original bride, finally got back in touch with Captain Pike and still wanted Captain Pike to photograph her wedding. He felt bad, so... He followed Dustin's example and he booked her too. Great idea. As, He's gonna as send one should. His wife to shoot it, just like Dustin. Uh, yeah. But he did neglect to tell his client that his wife isn't really a, much of a photographer. She's more of a helicopter medic. So their photos it, yeah. might, and then in parentheses it says will, turn out <laughs> crap. But. If any of the guests find themselves shot or run over by a bus, they will be grateful that his wife is there. And I think that's really heartfelt and great. So what I want to know, Captain Pike, did you actually book your wife or are you just yanking our chain here? Because if you really did book your wife, I just want to give you a little one of these. Because... That's how we do it, buddy. That's how you grow the empire, the Pike Empire. The Pike Pyre. The Pike Pyre. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, next year, you're going to book you, your wife, and your children, if you have them. If not, you need to start now so you can book them next year. Yeah. Just put a GoPro on top of the baby's head and send it off to the wedding. There you go. Little miracle grow. Little miracle grow. Really get them up tall. I'd say at least three to four feet is uh, necessary for good camera angling. Dustin, speaking about good camera angling, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I was drinking a Blue Moon prior to this recording, and uh, by the time we actually started recording, I had already finished it, and my cold kicked back in, so I'm back to Aguafina. So your cold kicked out, so you could drink a Blue Moon, and then it kicked back in as soon as you're done. You know, Dustin, you probably need some vitamin C in your diet. You should have sliced that up an orange and put a slice of orange into that blue moon. You'd be fine right now. You know what? Yes. Let's take it a step further. Go the Dustin McKibben, Dustin underscore McKibben route. Put some breast milk into that blue moon. You'd be yes. fine then. Yeah. A little breasticle in my mesticle. That was a disgusting sentence. And <laughs> I feel ashamed knowing you and knowing that you just said that. Wow. Yeah. As one should. What about you, Stephen? What might be going down the slippery slopes of you tonight? I'm also ashamed to know you after that <laughs> sentence too, man. This is the Nyquil. Yeah. Really, really doesn't you number. You already popped that Nyquil. Oh, you're yeah. not supposed to take Nyquil and uh, alcohol, Dustin. Wow. So that if, could explain a lot. If all of a sudden we just hear snoring, that's going to be because Dustin passed out. Yep. Tonight, Dustin, I am drinking one with Nature IPA from Grand Junction Brewing Company. And. And Grand Junction Brewing is an Indiana company, which means it's a great oh. Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. There it is. It's a, it's a delicious beer. Um, I actually cracked this open for Jen earlier, and I don't know if she couldn't finish it or if she just didn't want me to open a second beer for myself. And so she was like, here, drink the rest of this one. I think it was maybe that that latter one. She was like, hey, I'm half done with this. You just take the rest for your podcast. I don't want you drunk tonight. Mm. She's always thinking for you, man. She's always like, how can I curve his alcoholism? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a thoughtful wife. I believe, I believe what this would be called, though, is enable his alcoholism. Mm. She gave me more alcohol. But by limiting you having another full one, 
so ipso facto limiting. Yeah. Dustin, it is deep, Steven. deep winter. We are in the middle of a polar vortex, but that does not stop the Dustin underscore McKibben machine. You have had some dilemmas this week. Dustin, you want to tell us about the case of the double dipping deposit, which can I just say, Dustin wrote all that out and I love the alliteration, Dustin. Love it so much. It's like you're made after for. my own art. Well, Steven, so this actually came in fresh and hot, uh, fresh pile today. Um, and it made me think back to our earlier story about the cinnamon roll ornament um, and how I tried to recapture that groom as a client on his second wedding. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. So, in fact, this is not the first time we tried to do this. We had a bride and groom about three years ago that we did their engagement session, booked them for their wedding, and uh, their wedding got called off. We call that deposit one. Mm -hmm. And then um, around Thanksgiving time, the same bride got engaged to another gentleman, and we booked wedding number two, same bride. And this morning, I woke up to a lovely written email from the bride's mother. They would regretfully inform me that there will be no wedding happening this fall. And I love how she followed up with, I don't remember again how your deposits work, but I assume they are still non-refundable. <laughs> so, Stephen, mm -hmm. I now have two deposits from one bride. I'm hoping I can go for three. Three deposits? The That's mother, almost a full wedding. <laughs> but, the, but the mother did end her email with, but don't worry, Dustin, if she does get married ever, we will be, in, we will be encouraging her to elope next time. Did you tell her that you do elopements as well? That's, I haven't wrote her back, but that's to the extent of what I, uh, I plan the, on saying. Is the mother trying to say that the stress of planning a wedding and having all of the big, big family come in for the wedding and all the people and all the seats and all the eyes on the bride and the groom, is that why she was trying to say her daughter couldn't go through these weddings? And if maybe she just I eloped, took off, uh, got married someplace, just her and her lovely other that maybe they won't be having these problems? Is that what she's getting at? Or is she just saying you're too damn expensive? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably that one, but um, yeah. I just feel like if you called off one wedding, you would make sure you were damn well sure that this was the guy you wanted to be with or girl uh, before you uh, went through with another wedding. But I, I can't speak for everybody. Some people, they get blinded by love. Maybe she was damn well sure she wanted to be with both people and something unforeseen happened that uh, caused her to change her mind. You don't know the I, way a person's heart works, Dustin. I do not pretend to know how their heart works. Whether they like baked goods or other things, I can't tell you what keeps people in love. But you just keep sending those cinnamon roll ornaments to all your new couples booking with you. That's that's right, Stephen. Keep them coming. But yep, yeah, that's my case of the double double dipping deposit. Makes Doesn't, me think of those double dipper, you know, the peanuts dipped in chocolate. Used to love those things. Remember gonna, those? We're going to transition out of Dustin's oh double dipping deposit dilemma and into Dustin's twin dilemma. 
Uh, see, I don't More like stories. the alliteration mm. you used here. I don't because <laughs> well, I didn't. The it, twin is DTD. <laughs> DTD. Okay. It sounds like something it shouldn't be. A Dustin's Dwin dilemma. Is that better? I asked Stephen last night for a bit of advice. I uh, I shot a wedding a few years ago for a brother of somebody I went to high school with, a twin brother, as it may be, and the twin brother paid for me to go to Nebraska, a great Plains state, and shoot this wedding for his twin brother. And I was delighted to do so. And recently, the other brother, the one who paid for me to go do his brother's wedding as a gift, he also got engaged and asked me to shoot the wedding. And of course, I was delighted to do so as well, because who doesn't like siblings' weddings? Uh, Especially one, in my opinion, I have improved vastly from brother to now. And uh, he told me they were thinking about doing a Friday or Sunday wedding, Mm -hmm. um, since they were kind of late to the game planning-wise with some of the venues that they were looking at. And I said, great, you know, I'll give you a discount for an off-Saturday wedding, you know, so that I know that we'll be available, yada, yada. They sounded great. Oh, you can't yada, yada. Have you never seen Seinfeld? You know what it means when you say yada, yada, yada. No, I don't. I've never seen Seinfeld. That's what Elaine says when she doesn't want to tell Jerry and George and Kramer about the sex stuff. She just says yada, 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 and then goes to the next part. Oh, I do remember that. Wow, you cannot yada, yada, yada. Jeez. Cultural significance here. Oh, so many Seinfeld memories are like rushing through my brain right now. Anywho, totally lost my train of thought now. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you lost me. You lost me when you tried to yada, yada, yada over stuff. So offered, offered my client a slight discount for an off Saturday wedding. They say, awesome, great, super appreciative. Uh, They'll get back to me. You okay? My phone started talking to me. You, you offered your Siri a discount. He- Hello, Siri. Yeah. Hey, Siri. <laughs> yeah. Alexa, buy all the wedding photo hangover. <laughs> offered them a slight discount. They seemed greatly appreciative. Wanted to get back to me once they narrowed down the venue. Got back to me on Monday night, letting me know. Or no, Monday night they got back to me, letting me know they had it narrowed down to two venues. And they were going to get back to me as soon as the venues let them know what dates were still available. And they contacted me last night, letting me know, hey, oh, God, I'm just totally butchering this story. We should have just recorded this when I told it to you the first time. Yeah, I don't know why you told me about it ahead of time. It was brilliant, beautiful for the podcast. And you just had to text it out. Sorry. (sighs) Do you you want to go back to the text and just read it to me verbatim? (laughs) No, let me just back up. <laughs> so anyways, gave the client a discount and they were super appreciative, super happy about it. Called me up Monday night, letting me know they wanted to move forward, but they weren't sure on the date yet. And I was hasty and didn't really think much of it. I said, great, absolutely. Uh, took their credit card, took the deposit. I said, as soon as you know which date you're going with, let me know. I'll get the contract over to you. Doesn't for somebody who books 60 weddings a year... This was a little bit risky to take a deposit not knowing the date. Well, it was, but we don't really have any Friday or Sunday weddings in the month in question that they were looking at. So I thought we were pretty safe. Plus, I'd already told them ahead of time which wedding, uh, which weekends we had booked up. Mm-hmm. 
that were like off limits. And so I knew that they were already operating around when we had available. Smooth operators. Yeah. Go, go on. And so I wasn't too worried about them booking a date that we already had booked. Anyway, so last night they contacted me saying, hey, good news. We locked things down with the venue, got the contract signed, ready to rock and roll. Go ahead and send over the contract. We're doing August 31st. And I'm like, all right, awesome, August 31st. Pulling up my calendar and I'm like, so great. This is awesome. I love August weddings. And then I'm like, son of a bitch. Not only is that a Saturday, not a Friday or Sunday, but that's Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. which is for you wedding photographers out there in the U.S. of A. See, and this is know, why this like, is a great story, because you call this the champ plate of wedding weekends, right? Yes. The bowl of superness of wedding weekends. Oh, But anywho, so I told him, hey, I'm so sorry, you know, the discount was meant for a Friday or Sunday wedding, as if you scroll back through our correspondence with each other, you'll see. And he was like, oh, okay, so what does that mean? And you're like, uh, it means you don't get the discount. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are much. you really asking me this question right now? So what we ended up doing, and I decided, uh, so I could give him a little bit of a break since it was someone I knew from high school, is what we we took the wedding album out of the package and then just discounted that off his package. I felt like that was a fair a fair trade-off. Did he feel like that was a fair trade-off, or is he silently stewing wherever he is right now? Well, regardless, he signed the contract. I have the deposit, so... <laughs> You took the deposit before he signed the contract, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I had so. a client last year who paid me the paid me the full price for the event. It was not a wedding. Paid me the full price for the event. Never signed the contract. So did you do the event? Yeah, I did. Because I had the money, so I wasn't not going to not do the event. If I don't do the event, I have to give back the money at that point. So... Oh, I thought you were going to say they paid the full amount and then like canceled or like got the contract and were like, whoa, this is not happening. No, no. It's just, uh, like, sorry. He just, he was a very busy guy. He's, uh, he plays a sport. Uh, it's, uh, not soccer. It's the not soccer one. Um, but his, oh, lacrosse. his team did not make it to the champ plate this year, but they were doing oh. very well at the time. And so he didn't have a lot of time on his hands. So I had to do the thing for That's him. That's right. This is the guy yeah. you told me about that is the professional hot dog eater. Yeah. And I, I had to meet his uh, team team uh, captain, the half dollar. Uh, that's what they call them in the hot dog eating competition. Um, and his name, I, I think, is Captain Neckbeard. Yeah. Oh, the old Captain Neckbeard. If people don't know football, they're going to be so confused by that. So, Stephen, that was my dilemma this week was uh, when you offer a discount based on a... Uh, preconceived date and then it totally gets flipped on you to the busiest most popular saturday of the year how many weddings do you think you're going to turn down between now and then because you usually book every day of labor day weekend correct jen and i usually usually try to take labor day weekend off entirely while you try to book every day yeah i don't know i'm curious we'll we will see this year i've talked to a lot of wedding vendors and most people's bookings are down for this year Mm -hmm. Uh, across the board, including florists, uh, bridal gown shops. 
and DJs that I've spoken with. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with 2019. If people are taking the year off from getting married or if there's just a higher saturation of wedding vendors in the marketplace, if people are waiting a little bit longer to pull the trigger on things, not, not really, not really sure. Jen and I have been talking about this a lot because in Indy bookings have been down across the board for all vendors. And there've been a few venues that have had to shut down already. So really? Yeah. I don't know if it's just that people are booking more like DIY backyard garden sort of things. So they don't need the venues or if they're doing something else, Jen and I were worried because like this last fall slash winter, we didn't have as many bookings as we'd normally have at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But now we're up to about just as many bookings as we normally have. So, gotcha. so we feel a little bit safer and more secure now. But of course we are also doing a lot more like associate photographer weddings this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> not all the weddings pay as much as in the past, but Right. I think that's one thing that is keeping us still booking at a higher rate because I think a lot of people are maybe cutting costs. One thing we've noticed is a lot of people are paying more money for floral and they're cutting back on a lot of the other areas of their wedding. Odd. Interesting. Yeah, lots of big floral things here in Indy. So. <sighs> yeah, but I guess in my mind that just feels like I'm going to get these beautiful florals, but then I'm going to have a crap-ass photographer take the photos of them. Makes no sense to me. I don't think... Most people really care as much about the photos. If if they're spending that much, like so much money on the floral that they can't afford a good photographer, as you said, I think they just don't care about what the photos look like afterwards. I think they care more about the way it feels on the day. So, you know, every, everybody's different and uh, the wedding market goes through different trends. And for like the last five years, it seems like photography and videography have just been king. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe we're just going through a new... I wouldn't say, I would disagree with you. I would say the photography has been king. And I would say videography is still on the rise. Videography is kind of like the court jester. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Got it. It's it's finally like, oh, hey, photography used to be playing first fiddle. Now I might be moving up on the bus. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can just take all the 4K frames and those are the photos now. Exactly. Exactly. That's why now we're telling our brides we're shooting in 8K. What? All we do is scratch out the 4 on the camera and we write a little 8 on there. Oh, you're not going to buy that new Canon DSLR that'll shoot at 8K? No. Why? I'm just going to tell people we're (laughs) shooting in 8K. No one will know the difference. Exactly. I mean, it's not like any of my clients are going to have an 8K TV. That is true. (laughs) That is very, very true. I'll be like, hey, I'll just hold on to that 8K footage until someday in the faraway future you buy an 8K TV. Yeah, yeah, because Big Burrito doesn't have your name on it, so that can just go bankrupt whenever you need it to. It, whenever. It can be bought up <laughs> by someone else. It's a good plan for the future. Mark Quinn in our very own Facebook group had this to say, Dustin. What did he have to say? Lay it on us, Mark. We went on a rant, and I loved it. For some reason, it bugs the hell out of me when a potential client asks for access to a full gallery, mm-hmm. usually from the same venue as they have booked. Not entirely sure why, apart from the possibly subconscious fear they'll A, expect the exact same photos, B, mm-hmm. fear they'll get the same photos, C, 
expect the same number of photos? D, realize I'm actually shite when they aren't only getting to see the very best. And he ends it with probably D. Dustin, how do you feel about sending clients, potential clients, access to a full gallery, especially a full gallery at the venue they are going to be at? Oh, I do it all the time. I find it to be fulfilling and rewarding, Mark. In fact, we encourage our brides to check out our proofing gallery site because I find that it sets their expectations perfectly low. <laughs> and because they, you know, they come into that meeting and their bar is like at this Malibu, New Zealand beach, uh, Pinterest level type thing at sunset all day long. They're going to be wearing a floral crown and a boho dress in the middle of New you Zealand know, beach. Rural... They think they're getting the guys from the snapping. Greg Campbell and yeah. Tom Stewart are coming out. Yep. Exactly, but they don't realize they're actually having their ceremony in a parking lot in Fort Wayne, and um, it's just not quite the same vibe. So I have to kind of realign their expectations, if you will. It's sort of like when people go on shows like on HGTV, and they're like, "Oh, I want you know crown molding in a three hundred thousand square foot house, and uh, my budget is uh, fifty thousand bucks." 50,000 bucks. That's nice. You can get a real great trailer with crown molding for that. (laughs) I'd love to see a trailer with crown molding. Anyway, so, uh, yep, we send them the gallery. I've never seen a trailer with crown molding before because that's a $50,000 trailer. It's expensive. Mark, the only time I did not send a full gallery was this last week, and that was because the wedding in question I had not shot at that venue since... It's probably been seven years ago and our style now is just so different. And our style back then was so bad that I felt like I would lose the wedding for sure. If I sent them that gallery. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes back, back to one. what you were saying with like the twin dilemma about like how you've gotten so much better since his brother's wedding. So he's going to get the uh-huh. good photos. His brother had Correct. the shitty photos and for the rest of their lives together, every time they get together at family gatherings, they're going to be like, oh man, I got Dustin when he was shit. And the other one would be like, I got Dustin when he was on top of his game right before he retired. I, I use that actually as a sales tactic mm-hmm. every time I meet with a sibling because I'm always like, oh, are you so excited that you're going to have better photos than your sibling? And they're like, why do you say that? Because I'm like, oh, I'm just so much better than when I shot your... Because I, I like to... Because t- I feel like there's this thing where siblings think they want to use someone else because they don't want to use the same photographer their brother or sister used. And cause they want to be different. And so I always have to try and explain to them like, Oh, it's going to be different. Like I'm so much better than when I did theirs. And they, I feel like they like, Oh, why wouldn't he be better? People only get better. They don't get worse. I'm not going to say, Oh, so sorry. I've gotten so bad since I shot your brother's but Back then I was just putting out good photos and now I'm putting out those good, good photos. You know now what I'm talking I'm about? running on fumes. Like these, <laughs> these photos, they're the dankest photos you've ever seen in your entire life. That's exactly true. We did have mm. one instance where this backfired on us. Yeah. We we shot a bride's wedding. Uh, it was a year after my wife and I got married. So it was a, a year into shooting together uh, full time. And we had a bride and we just knocked this wedding out of the park. It was like a home run. One of the best weddings. It's still like on the homepage of our website. And That old? You need to take that off. 
No, that's just how much we love this bride and groom. They brought us so much business. And anyways, she had four sisters. Mm -hmm. And so the younger sister got engaged that year and wanted to get married the following year and booked us. And her expectations were she's going to get the same quality as her sister. And, but her timeline that she set up for us did not allow for the amount of time that we had for her sister's wedding. Mm -hmm. So she got about half as many photos as her sister got. And doesn't, how many photos were you delivering back then? Uh, her sister probably got around a thousand and she she got got probably around, she got probably around, I think it was like five sixty six hundred. Yeah, it was, it was bad. When you go to deliver photos, this is for everybody else, not Dustin. I know he'll never listen to me about this. Always just throw out a ton of photos. Only, only deliver somewhere between like 700 and 800 photos. Mm -hmm. And you might be like, but why the bride will want more photos? And the answer is yes, the bride would want more photos, but you want to deliver just the best photos that represent your work the best. And then you don't want to get in a situation with like Dustin got into where he gave a thousand photos to somebody and 400 photos less to her sibling. So, you know, just throw a bunch yeah. out. If, if he had cut down from 800 to 600, much, much better. You know, I, w- I would have saved myself having to do a free album for her. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, so you got a bunch, bunch of weddings from the first sister, not very many, many from the second one though? Nope. Nope. Not a single one. No? She didn't tell all of her friends, look, if you book Dustin, I guarantee you can get a free album. I know, and, I know well, how to play just, him let's like just a say, fiddle. Let's just say this. I didn't get the third sister's wedding. Ooh, snap. Yeah. It's all right. I lived. I learned. Every other sibling I've done since, I always give them more photos, even if it's just one more picture than their brother or sister got. <laughs> even if it's just a photo of me, a photo of my children, a photo of the table. I hope you loved the wedding photos because um, this is an interesting park bench I saw on the day of your wedding, <laughs> and I wanted to deliver yeah. this to you. This is a cool dog I saw. Here's a photo of my second shooter flipping me off. <laughs> Here is an out-of-focus photo during your family photo sessions that I thought was artsy. My throat felt kind of weird, and I wanted to see what was going on. So this is an iPhone photo of my throat from halfway through your wedding, right before I took the NyQuil. You might notice after this, there's much less photos, and they're much blurrier. (laughs) Here's a screenshot of your timeline from my phone. Uh, I thought you might want to remember the schedule we had on that day. Please ignore the scribbled handwritten notes about how up your timeline was and how terrible this is going to make portrait time and how the pastor ran over and thus caused us to rush through family photos, thus missing some, thus having to insert them into the reception. I'm I'm sorry. I'm digressing here. But enjoy this collection of timeline photos. (laughs) I wanted to do something creative and unique for you. So here is a series of photos of my computer screen while I was editing your photos. And this was several years ago. So um, (laughs) 
this screen looks very pixelated. It is not it is not the screens we have now, right, Dustin? I want you to notice in these series of photos that I'm such a good photographer that I'm not actually doing any editing. This is just me importing the raw files and then exporting them six months later to send to you mm, as JPEGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. you did do the hard work of JPEGifying. JPEGifying. Yeah. That's our patent pending software Stephen and I are putting out. JPEGifying. Going to compete with, uh, what is it, J- JPEG Mini? J- J- I, we can't talk about JPEG Mini. We're still in legal battles over uh, trademark and copyright. Patents. Patents, Dustin. That's new technology. Same difference. No. Hey, same difference. JPEGify, JPEG Mini. We use a Pegasus as our icon. They use what? A bottle of Coke? You know, come on. Mark, this is what I would do if you get to that client who wants to oh, yeah, see. There, there was a question here. Who wants to, <laughs> there wasn't a question here. It's just a rant, but I loved it. Uh, if you get to that client who wants to see the photos from the potential, from the gallery, from the same venue, if you yeah. don't like that gallery from before, like it wasn't your, your best day, it wasn't your best work, you just say, oh, actually don't have a full gallery from that venue available. But I have several other full galleries I could show you from similar venues, which just happen to be venues that you shot a lot better, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you just send that to them. Just lie. Lie to your potential clients, Mark. Do you, I, I just did this the other day, actually. Um, yesterday, in fact. Um, do you ever have brides, Stephen, who are like, hey, uh, I'm getting married at like this XYZ venue. I think I saw you tagged on like a post or something, which is how I found you. You know, do you, do you like that venue? Have you shot at that venue? Blah, blah, blah. And is this a real you thing you got? Like, do you yeah, like the no, venue no, real, totally real thing. Bride called me yesterday. I'm talking to her. She's mentioning some venue in the Indianapolis area. I've never been to, never shot at, heard about it. Looks great. Love to shoot there. She must be either mistaking me for someone else or somebody accidentally tagged me in something on their Facebook page or something. And so she contacted us and she's like, yeah, I think, you know, someone tagged you or commented your name or whatever. Anyway, stumbled upon you. Have you shot at this venue? And I was like, you know, I've shot at so many venues. I, I lose track of, you know, which ones I've been at and which ones I haven't. I'm sure we have. But I do know which venue you're talking about, and it sounds fantastic, and I would love to shoot your wedding there. And I just immediately changed the subject. But do you ever do that? Or are you, I mean, you're honest, Abe. You're probably like, no, we've never shot there. So they want to know there's a venue, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, look, this is the venue. Have you got this is the- all up in that venue's guts? Mm-hmm. I want to see your photos or what I call your camera's she, not. She did not ask to see the fo- any photos from mm-hmm. it, but yeah. she did ask indirectly if we'd been there. So got up in the, the venue's guts. Can I see your camera's not? <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm a little ashamed to know you right now. <laughs> you should be. You should be. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't finish in the venue, Dustin, I don't know uh, what, what you have to talk to the client about. They got to know that you can complete, that you can, you can uh, finish. Oh man, that's all going to get cut. Yep. (laughs) 
I think you found you found that line and you just walked right <laughs> oh, over it. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, Dustin. Question was, Stephen, do you ever lie about whether you do or do not or have or have not shot at a venue if a bride in question is inquiring for a venue that you've never shot at and says, oh, Stephen, surely you've shot at this venue, right? Yeah. So Because I obviously am a bride who's not confident in your abilities unless you have shot at said venue. So the the bride is like, here's the venue, here's the photography vendor. I want to know if they ever smashed. I got to know if that photographer got all up in the venue's guts. <laughs> I gotta see if the photographer could not. This is the track we're going back down. <laughs> going back down the same line. Got oh, it. Damn it, I got stuck, Justin. I got so stuck. <laughs> we backtracked that train, <laughs> brought up a new train, and you got on the same one and took it to the same station. Um, You know, Dustin, I just love the metaphor of shooting a venue <laughs> as having sex with the venue so much that I just had to get it in there a second time. Um, Mm -hmm. You see, I went in and then I I pulled out and then I went back in again. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Very apparent there. You thought when I pulled out, I would finish, but I didn't. I wanted to go back in. Yep. Yep. And by finish, you mean there's still no answer to said question. Got it. Okay. What the hell was the question? (laughs) The question was, uh, do you ever lie to a potential? Lie is a strong word. Let's say mislead. No, that's exactly what the question was, which is why I didn't want to answer it. I wanted to go off on a tangent making gross sex metaphors, but no, let's get back to Making everybody uncomfortable and wishing they were watching Maroon 5. That's what you're trying to do. Oh my gosh. Uh, But you know, now that we are here at halftime, I just want to take a moment of... uh, Little Petey's just dropped his Doritos all over the floor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Clean up your Doritos, Little Petey. Uh, doesn't supposed to be a family-friendly show like for the Super the, Bowl. I mean, bowl of soup. The big champ plate is going this time. How do you feel like the revolutionaries are doing against the Sheeps? I feel like I really thought it was a strong play how the Sheeps took the skin of calf up the field across the lines, but then they were stopped by the blue-white guys and then they were halted, and then there was a kick, and then everyone went wild, and then stuff went just bananas, and here we are, halftime. Mm, so good. Uh, no, yeah. I would not lie to a client and say I had shot in a venue I hadn't actually shot in Dustin. Yeah. I was trying to go on a crazy weird sex tangent because I didn't want to have to just call you out and say you're a terrible human being for lying to people. Stop lying, Dustin. Stop lying. I wouldn't really call it lying. No, you're, it's you're, called, I don't remember. This, no, you remember. I don't. Look, though, there's so many Look that venue, venue in the eye and tell it you don't remember getting up inside it. And I could potentially have a wedding between now and theirs at that venue. And I, you know, will probably check it out before their wedding. Most likely not, but I would think I would like to. Are you afraid that the bride will be like, this venue, did you hit it and quit it? No, it's just for whatever reason, brides getting married at barn venues have this fear that if you've never shot at a barn venue, especially the one in question that they're getting married at, that you somehow will have no capabilities 
of shooting at. Dustin, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to shoot? Actually, now that I think about it, inside of a slatted wood wall area, a slatted wood wall area. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Dustin. Moving on. Moving on from your terrible lies and deceit, and <laughs> there's absolutely Which no. Mark, you should take that advice. There's absolutely no reason why a bride would ever need to see photos you've done at the venue before. As a photographer who shot so many weddings, I can tell you, you walk into a venue and it takes you like five seconds, then you're shooting. Like, oh, Steve, you're <sighs> flattering me right now. I was talking about myself, not you. You're but... making me blush, Steve. Oh my goodness. Like, really? Man. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yeah. Just takes Dustin okay. five seconds and he's done. <laughs> five <laughs> seconds in that venue. And just like that, it immediately was withdrawn. Oh, <laughs> uh, that pun didn't quite land the way I hoped it would. Yeah. Well, uh, you shouldn't have pulled out. I know. Like a bad from movie. Alex Bruce. So I came across mm-hmm. Style Me Pretty's Insta post today, and I was thinking, Ooh. man, this looks too perfect. It's got to be a styled shoot. But nowhere in the post do they mention anything. So I go to the photographer's page, and she posted an image from the shoot, and clearly says it was from a workshop. Not sure why this grinds my gears so much. What do you guys think? It seems like a dishonest shyster move <laughs> to post gears <laughs> to post gears uh, to post a styled shoot and not mention that it wasn't a real wedding, right? I always thought it was standard practice to disclose when images aren't from real weddings, but maybe not. I just want to point out the last thing I read off from Mark Quinn had shite in it instead of shit, and this has shyster in it. We're getting very uh very UK-ish sounding stuff, right? I think Mark and Alex are both from, from Uck, right? Right? This, this is some Uck stuff. Eek. Eek. Yeah, we got some real Uck lingo going on here with shyster and shite. And I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Dustin, uh, I guess this brings us back to the question, would you lie to a bride? <laughs> Uh, I mean, not well, to a bride. Alex, would you lie on Instagram? Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Alex. Uh, first of all, style me pretty. It's in the name style, so we have to assume we can't believe any thing they put on there. Edit point. Jeez, dropping an F. Sorry, sorry, Steve. You gotta, you gotta form. use the uck word for the F. Um, so <laughs> shit is shite. Sal? Shitster Sal? is shyster, and uh, so I think f- be Fike, right? Fike, like Pike, like Captain. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> Do you think it's dishonest to post a styled shoot or a workshop and uh, not say that it was a styled shoot or a workshop? Mm. No, I don't believe that necessarily the omission of truth is an admission of guilt. Geez, sm- spoken like a real cheating bastard over there. Jeez, <laughs> wow. I'm the yang to your ying, Stephen. You're the six to my nine. <laughs> you should, we should end this podcast right now so you can go get laid. 
Dustin, I'm just trying to give us the bluest episode ever. So, you know, (laughs) I mean to get blue on this one. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like you. Yeah. So I personally think that uh, if you're posting photos from a styled shoot or from a workshop, yeah, you should probably, you know, say something like, hey, this is from a styled shoot or hey, this is from a workshop. But that's because, you know, I'm this podcast moral conscience. (laughs) Which is terrifying (laughs) all in its own. (laughs) (laughs) When people come to our podcast session, they're like, I know Dustin will give me the advice to help me get ahead. And I know Steve will give me the advice that'll get me into heaven. I did get Captain Pike two weddings for the price of one. There you go. And only one of those weddings is going to be ruined by somebody who doesn't know how to shoot. All that matters is he got paid and he's got an ironclad contract. Ironclad. He's going to need it. Yeah. And, you know, if the contract isn't ironclad, just... Hop on the helicopter and fly out of town, right? That's right. Yeah, you're all good. So, Dustin, you have posted things in the past and said, uh, you know, this is a real wedding. Real wedding right here. Mm-hmm. Real wedding. Yep. Real wedding. Or have you Everything. just posted things and not mentioned they were styled? We've never actually shot a real wedding. Everything we've done is a styled shoot. I trapped you. <laughs> This whole podcast. <laughs> it was all building up to this moment right now. I've always known you were a fake. Gotcha. Got me. You son of a bitch, you're going down. Where are the camera crews? Where are the cops? Answer the door. Do you hear the knocking? (laughs) The police are there. The police. Yeah, they're going to put you in wedding jail. Yeah, we secretly trick all the brides who inquire with us into doing styled shoots that we pose as weddings. And then on the day of their actual wedding, you just don't show up. (laughs) Yeah. But they have these great styled photos that we did, you know, a few weeks before. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive, too, because you got to fly in all the family and friends for these styled shoots. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You spend hours and hours just getting the right photos that look candid without being candid. There's really no music at the reception. It's just my wife with our cell phone and with Pandora. And I'm like, guys, stop moving. Slow shutter speed. Mm-hmm. Smile. Mm-hmm. You know, get those real authentic dance moves. But completely posed and contrived. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. No, that's yep. great. I like this. I like this plan a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going places, kid. You're going places. You know how many churches I had to rent last year? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I imagine it would oh, be. So. Oh, it's not a very efficient business model. I will tell you that. Alex, I would say if you do a styled shoot or if you do a workshop, it it's good practice to say that that's what it was, but... Some of these weddings people are shooting, it's like they go out two days after the wedding and do another set of photos with the bride and groom because they wanted photos on a certain mountain at sunset and they couldn't do that on the wedding day. And when you get to like that point with your photography, which I'm not at and hope to never be at because it sounds terrible. (laughs) That sounds like work. Unless they're paying, unless they're paying cheddar for that second day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, But, Mm, you know. I do like cheese. Once you get to that point, people are posting stuff like that. Um, like, that's not really, that's basically a styled shoot in and of itself. Like, I don't know. There's yeah. the lines here. They're, they're not very solid. It's blurry. They're blurred lines. Blurred lines. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. 
Dustin, you asked me a question the other night. You said, what is the difference between a content creator and a creative? Did you ever figure this out? Well, I just, I feel like we live in a generation, Stephen, of Instagrammers and Facebookers and people that are just constantly uh, creating content. And I posed the question to Stephen are these people really creative? And what's the difference then between a content creator and a creative? Because I think that there are a lot of people out there that are quote unquote content creators. This is a title and a term I give them. They might not give themselves that, you know, think of themselves as creatives, whether it be photographers, bloggers, fitness inspirees, what have you. But I would really venture to say they are more content creators, people that are just constantly creating content, and it's not necessarily creative. Mm -hmm. So I was asking Stephen where that line kind of gets drawn in the sand between the two. When do you transfer from a content creator to a creative and or vice versa? And I thought Stephen's response was pretty good. I don't remember what my response was last night. (laughs) Save these questions for the podcast. Why Why do you keep texting me this stuff? I think the I think what I would say is all content creators are creatives, but not all creatives are content creators. I think to be a content creator, you have to have a schedule. You have to have things that come out on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be like every single Monday I put out a new video at eight o'clock in the morning, but you, you just you have to put things out on a regular basis. You have to have a goal in mind. Like it has to be a business endeavor. Your creative things that you're doing and you have to have Mm -hmm. an aim to make some sort of money or to profit somehow off of what you're doing with your content. I would say you and I with this podcast would be content creators because we put out new content every single week, something for people to consume. I would say if we went back to how we were the first few weeks of doing it, where it was like we put something out whenever we had a topic that we felt like was worth discussing instead of researching topics to find things that we felt like were dis- worth discussing. Uh, you know, I feel like then if it was like, a, well, whenever something hits me or something I fancy, then yeah, we'd transition kind of back into the realm of being creatives with this. But I think the the main difference is just the business mindset between a content creator and a creative, or the broader term of a creative. Yeah. So are we a creative and a content creator? We're both creatives, but we are content creators. We, we create content. We're part of the machine. Yeah. Wedding Photo Hangover is a media company. <laughs> yeah. That's why you get ads in the middle of these shows now. <laughs> so many ads. So many ads. So many sweet, sweet ads. Dustin, do you want to do some Q&A? I would love to do some Q&A, Stephen. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Megan from the Random Facebook Groups asks, <clears throat> let me channel my inner Megan. I assume she's a burly middle-aged man. <clears throat> what are the reasons you don't let your second shooter keep their images? I am thinking of changing this for 2019. It sort of feels weird. 
seeing the images on social media, my only rule is that they are not to tag vendors or clients in the photos. I could see how it can be confusing to clients should this stumble across the photos on social media. So I get that. I also feel like it would be harder to find second shooters who are willing to work with you and not have photos for themselves. Question, answer, please. Well, I feel like that was a really strange way to read that question in basically incomprehensible for everybody listening. Why would you do that to their ears, Dustin? Just trying to give them a little, you know, sweet and sour. Okay, so for everybody else out there like me, who just felt like Dustin's voice was nails on a chalkboard and they just tuned him out real fast. Now you're probably, you know, you hit the 30 second skip button to go ahead. Now you're here, you're with Steve. Welcome to the family. Uh, <laughs> Megan wanted to ask if it's cool, if she or he should allow second shooters to post their images to social media or not. Because Megan thinks it's weird to see that person posting their photos to their social media when they second shot for Megan. Mm -hmm. So this is what I would say to Megan. How weird do you think it is when they see their photos posted on your social media? Mm -hmm. Because that's got to be pretty weird for them. That's assuming your second shooters even see their images. Because more than likely they, they don't follow you. They muted no. your Instagram account. They follow you, but they muted your Instagram account a long time ago. They don't want to know what you're doing with their photos. Ugh, they're so ugly now. Why did you edit like that? Exactly. No, what I was going to say is you give them a card on the wedding day and you take said card from them at end of wedding day. Ipso facto, they don't know. That could be your picture. Could be their picture. Could be someone else's picture. I forgot you live in a crazy world where people only shoot to one card. Instead of Correct. shooting to two cards like a normal human Precisely. being. Like a professional. Yep. So in your amateur hour world, which I assume a second shooter who doesn't shoot to two cards would be an amateur. Or super professional. This, you see, when you only shoot one card, that's why you have to have the moral compass Dustin has where it's okay to lie to your brides. Because yes. then when you lose their photos, because you will... When your card fails, you just uh, lie and say, no, it happened. It was it was all there. I already sent it to you. Did you lose the photos I sent to you? We did drop a memory card into a furnace. Well, did you really drop a memory card into a furnace? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Before or after you got the... I had already gotten the footage off the card, thank God. Wait, you were at the wedding... In a church or a venue somewhere, and you dumped at a country club, dumped the memory card yep. into the furnace there. Correct. And you had already got the photos off the card. No, this was like a movie moment. I was. Uh, we had. Are you now lying to me? I have never once seen you dump photos in the middle of a wedding, and I've shot with you on multiple occasions. You've never shot with me far away. Um, this was a wedding that was about two hours away. Uh, the reception was really dead. Like nothing going on. Photos or video? Video. Nothing going on, but we were contracted to a certain time. So I was trying to stay till that time in case, God forbid, people had had enough to drink and people started dancing. And uh, so I started ripping cars because I didn't know what else to do. 
and my second shooter's standing there and he's like handing me his card as I'm pulling my card out of the computer that I just ripped. And I'm looking down as I'm pulling my card out of the camera and it's got one of those like heater, like registers, like it's one of those like bay window situations, but then there's like a giant like heater register thing that runs along the length of the wall. And uh, I'm like, I turn to him and I'm like, gosh, this is probably a terrible place to rip memory cards. And as I say that, kid you not, I like, he hands me his card in like an awkward fashion and my card slips out of my hand into the effing register thing, right into the little heater thing. The only reason I believe this story and that you're not lying to me right now because you've already confess to everyone that you are a blatant liar with no moral compass is because you were shooting video so i know what wedding that was and i can check with the wedding videographer who was there with you I, I'll, I'll dm him right now no it all checks out it all checks out yeah luckily though the i caught it soon enough i had the balls to tell the venue they shut off the heat uh for that particular room and um, it was like two days before Christmas, so they had to uh, have somebody else like come in and after Christmas and like take apart the register and get my memory card back out. So all is good though, because I already ripped the card. Moral of the story is rip your cards before you lose them. Yeah, yeah. That would, I mean, the moral of the story is to back up your cards and. Uh, Sounds like you you did Backed the best that you could there because you were shooting Backed video, so that is the one situation where you're not going to be shooting to two cards and it would be professional still. <sighs> yeah. Oh, so it's professional to shoot video on one card, but not professional to shoot photo on one card? What cameras can you shoot to two cards video? What cameras? Back to the question at hand though, Megan, I did want to address this uh, simply because I've had this happen and it was a very awkward situation where uh, a friend of mine second shot with me and she had never second shot before but she was a great photographer on her own right didn't know any better I don't do a great job of posting any teasers or sneak peeks or anything right after the wedding because I like to enjoy what little weekend I have left on Sunday and my second shooter god bless her soul she posted sneak peeks and teasers from the wedding all those sweet sweet likes from you she did and she in fact she ended up booking weddings and family sessions from that wedding because people thought she was the photographer for the wedding and they were so impressed with her or with us and then she didn't live up to that work at those other weddings and she got sued to kingdom come and it was a happy end of the story for dustin She's now dead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. That was too far. That was way too far. Oh my gosh. No, but um, she ended up doing a family session for the uh, family of the bride. And she felt super awkward about it and called me and was like, what do I do? They called. They want to schedule a family session. I'm not sure if they think you're like a part of my company or whatnot. And she's like, this whole thing has just really spiraled out of control. And I didn't know what to do. And it was like really awkward. I was like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. And then the family was like super confused about it all. And it was just like a real cluster. But 
yeah, long story short, I'm now like super upfront with my second shooters. I say, Hey guys, you know, just don't post on social media until like I deliver the photos. And even then, if you can wait just a little bit to at least give the client a chance to post them themselves before you do, that would be swell. Our rule is they're not allowed to post any of the photos to their own social media until after we've had a chance to blog the wedding. And uh, when do they you do feel post, bad when they get more likes than you do? No, the their other the other requirement is they have to tag us in it and say that they were working for us on the day. So like working with uh, I shot this while working for Redwood Lane or Jen and Dan Elk photo. Or Dustin McKibben. Yeah, or Tiny Taquitos. I was working for Dustin McKibben on behalf of Stephen Van Elk, on behalf of Wedding Photo Hangover, on behalf of Redwood Lane. <laughs> they have to name everyone you know. Yeah. And acquaintances. Well, I mean, that is how uh, networking works. You have to name all the acquaintances you've ever made in your entire life. Anyone who's ever uh, given you a hand up, a handshake, a back pat on your way to the top of uh, the dog pile. down. Hand down. No, no, you don't. You don't name those people. Do we have time for one more question, Stephen? We've got all the time in the world, by which I mean it's got to be a fast one. Yep. One more. Give it to me hard and fast, Stephen. And it is Debbie from the Facebook group says, I've got two photos. They're both awfully blurry. Is there any fix for this? Uh, Depends in what reference, Debbie, you're asking. Is there a fix for this? My answer is yes, 100%, Debbie. It's called glasses. Just go ahead, go on down to your local eye doctor, Debbie. You tell them, I'm having trouble with blurry vision. Did I mention I'm a photographer? And this is super critical to the livelihood of my family, my children, the food that goes into our bellies. And then, Deborah, you go ahead and get those glasses. You go back home, you put those on, you say, Dustin, Stephen, thank you for saving my life. That's it. Period. Done. Next. I think we almost have time for one more, Steve. I mean, yeah, I know you wrapped that one up uh, neatly with a bow. Uh, Debbie, you are legally blind. I don't know if you know this, but uh, as your online eye doctor, sight unseen, um, just want to say... Some might, some might call us your sponsors. Just want to say not licensed eye doctors, though, you know, um, and this medical advice should not be followed. You should definitely get glasses or maybe take an exacto knife. It sounds like you might have glaucoma and just cut out the <laughs> glaucoma. That's how that works, right? And Debbie, if for whatever reason that doesn't work, I want to check your monitor. Mm, you know, Debbie, if that doesn't work, the other thing you could do, I hear dogs can see computer screens and televisions really well. Maybe take that exacto knife, cut out your eyes, cut out your dog's eyes, and just do a swapperini. It's got really graphic, really dark. Yeah, well, Feels Debbie like a, needs to get up inside that got dog's guts. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> Gotta get those eyes out. Oh, man. Debbie. Deborah. Debilicious. Oh. Debilicious? But, yeah. <laughs> Devil day. Debilicious for delicious. Debbie Dare. Double Dare. Double Debbies. Debilina. That is going to do it for us. Oh my gosh. That was 
That was some. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at WedPick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Stephen is at Stephen Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. And if you really want to warm our hearts, though, head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover, and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot... Another, another wedding. Another wedding. And you know what? While you're on anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. If, what uh, should I do? If you get there and you're like, man, I want to support these guys, mm-hmm. but I don't have but? 99 cents a month to give to them, you can create yeah. an anchor account and you can leave us some messages, you know, since you're already there. Uh, down, right. Download that Why anchor app, you? leave us some mes- messages. Speaking of which, we have some messages from <gasps> Brian Marshall. Really? Our man on the floor at Imaging USA back in Atlanta. Supposed to play some of them last week. Totally forgot. I'm going to plug them in here. <laughs> that's how much we care about these messages. Um, well, that's how late Steve was to editing the podcast. So, you know, sometimes things happen. You got kids, you got birthday parties, you got stuff. Yeah, you know no, how it is. No pressure getting this out by super... Yeah, no. I, I put a time... time <laughs> time constraint on myself by mentioning this the the, the big event the, the bowl of soup the big not soccer in the episodes and now it's got to come out or else everybody's going to be like these jokes don't make any sense guess this this is a future episode for next year oh yeah that's how forward thinking dustin and i are <laughs> without further ado here are some of brian's messages i didn't have time to put them all in he sent me about 15 minutes worth of messages. That's a lie. It's only like four minutes worth. But he embarrassed the crap out of me. So if you want to find out how he embarrassed the crap out of me, you're going to have to listen to this part all the way through. It's at the end. And uh, it was terrible. It was terrible to hear about it from afar and to uh, experience it from afar and uh, to not be able to stop him because I made a joke and he knew it was a joke. And then he followed through on that joke. And it was terrifying. Hey everyone, this is Brian Marchalatus of B Marchalatus Photography coming to you live from Imaging USA 2019 in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's approximately 8.47 in the morning, um, Sunday morning. Today is the third and final day of the Imaging USA trade show. And uh, this whole trip's been pretty freaking awesome so far. Definitely a lot cooler uh, than I expected. So, a little funny story, Uh, Steve and I have been chatting back and forth quite a bit over the weekend, and he had the bright idea for me to approach someone that was on the podcast a few episodes back, uh, Vanessa Joy, and tell her that I had never heard of her before until Steve Van Elk of The Wedding Photo Hangover 
had her on the podcast and I quite literally did just that right before her speed posing class and it was super awkward but we both had a laugh and uh, yeah that was my uh, awkward story for the night. I hope you guys enjoyed what has been the most embarrassing moment for me since Dustin and I started doing this podcast. Thank you, Brian, for that. I'm going to find a way to get you back, Brian. I'm going to find a way. Dustin, so I did want to talk to you about something. I posted to a lot of places on Facebook and Reddit today Mm -hmm. asking people for their recommendations for their favorite female-hosted wedding photography podcast Dustin we are kind of a wedding photography podcast <laughs> a little bit tangentially. tangentially uh and I have as a result of doing this podcast started listening to a ton of other wedding photography podcasts and the one thing I've noticed is I don't know a single one with a female host they all have male hosts so Didn't we just interview one like uh, a couple weeks ago Who's that? Rebecca and Lisa. That's not a wedding photography podcast. That is a gossip podcast about weddings. They don't talk By specifically wedding about wedding photographers. photographers. Mm. One of them's a wedding photographer. One of them just quit. But no, <laughs> I'm specifically looking for niche podcasts about wedding photography. There are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Most of them are done by men. In fact, from what I've seen, almost all of them are done by men. So I was asking people what their favorite wedding photography podcasts are with the female host. And I got a lot of uh, really great recommendations, almost all for Mm -hmm. photography podcasts with female hosts or just podcasts with female photographers who were hosts but had nothing to do with photography or weddings or anything. Sure. Didn't get, I, I think I only got like one recommendation for a show that was still going that had a female host. That was about wedding photography and it hasn't had a new Mm -hmm. episode in like a month or two and people are worried it's over. So all this to say, I feel like there are more female wedding photographers than male wedding photographers. I have no numbers to back this up. This is just my personal experience out shooting. And I feel like female wedding photographers are woefully underrepresented in the podcasting world. And I feel like... If there were any female listeners of ours out there who wanted to start their own wedding photography podcast, Dustin and I would love to help you guys out. Just shoot us a DM. Let us know what you're thinking. Dustin and I would love to help you guys out. Obviously, we can't like edit for you, but if anybody out there has like an idea for a show, they want to bounce off us or... um, wants advice for buying stuff or where to host, or I guess most of those questions would be directed at me. <laughs> Dustin, you could bounce ideas off Dustin, but like uh, questions about equipment, questions about where you should host or how you should host, where you need to be listed, stuff like that. I would love to see some more wedding photography podcasts done by females. I just think it'd be cool. And also, uh, Me asking the question of what people's favorite wedding photography podcasts were with female hosts, I got a surprising, like most of the people just gave me like recommendations of what they liked. A few people gave me these like toxic responses, pushing back at me, like saying, why does it matter what the sex of the person is and stuff like that? 
And it's about representation. If 50% of wedding photographers are female and 50% are male, you would expect it to be more 50-50 on the podcast side too. Anyway, some people, a few people sent me things calling me sexist for asking what people's favorite female hosted wedding photography podcasts were. So there's like some real weird, like toxic, toxic stuff out there. And I think one of the best ways we can fight it is by encouraging more people to uh, get out there, put their voices out there and uh, make themselves heard. So that is what I want to encourage people to do. I am 100% with you on this. I'm glad. I'm glad because I kind of sprung it on you and said you would help people out and you never, never once did I (laughs) run this through with you beforehand. Okay. (laughs) Hey guys. Um, Also, Dustin is volunteering to second shoot weddings for free this year. Uh, Anybody in the greater Midwest area that is, you know, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Wisconsin, the great Midwest states, um, great Plains states are totally out. Uh, We don't do that. But Dustin's Mm -hmm. free second shooting. He'll even skip out on primary shooting a wedding of his own. So he can second shoot for you. 100% free. All you have to do is pay our (laughs) wedding photo hangover appearance fee, which unfortunately... It's around $5,000. Um, <laughs> but I will 100% lend my ability as one of the best, most world-renowned wedding photographers in the world. These aren't things I think. These are awards and accolades I've received over the years from various organizations. That are all founded by him. PTCA, ATCT, uh, Wedding Photography Journal of America, the University of Carolina Photography Journal. Um, just uh, the list is so long. I the can't Universal name them all right now. Wedding Photographers of the Universe. Uh, monks taking pictures on mountaintops. All that mm, good stuff. All that good, good stuff. So, yep. All right, Steve. Well, some of us are sick and have to sleep. So, uh, good night. Wait, you're leaving me? I know. I'm sorry, bud. So sorry. Night, Aston. Did you at least post like a photo of yourself? It was on Instagram. You can't post a photo of yourself on their in a comment on their photo. Oh, you do it with you do it with the period <laughs> and the commas, and you just do multiple lines. I use a bunch of periods and commas to make a giant, a little <laughs> impressionist picture of myself in their comments. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!